Divergent Point. I love to introduce this image near the very beginning of any heart work journey. This image is um, based on an image I found of the psycho-spiritual heart in authentic love, theory, and therapy. When you start at the top of this image, you find our senses, and we all know it is through our senses that information enters into us, that we see things that lead us to feel things. We learn things that help us to either grow and develop in the spiritual life, in love of God, in an integrated life, or lead rather to us developing habits that are destructive to our spiritual life and to our life in God. So our senses are at the very top. Next we see our conscious heart. And in our conscious heart are those things that we are aware of. We see something or someone and it makes us upset and we know, I feel angry or I feel irritated, or I feel jealous. That's, those are things that are in our conscious heart. We are aware of them. And in some ways, when we know how, we can work to, to resolve them, to heal those feelings, but only to a certain extent. Because underneath our conscious, we all know, is our unconscious. And in our unconscious is stored all the, all that stuff from our whole life that we've kind of pushed away from our awareness, stuffed in closets, all the skeletons we have there that we don't want to look at, acknowledge, know about, or deal with. So under our conscious heart, there is our unconscious heart. But along with all the skeletons, if we are able to, to, to walk through that place gently, we're able also to discover in the shadows much glory, much brilliance, much radiance, many of the gifts that we were given at our creation that we haven't been able to, to touch, to gather. We haven't been able to use them for the glory of God and, and the love of others around us. Many times when we're in therapy, it seems like the unconscious is the bottom, is the deepest thing in our life. And the whole goal is to find out what's in our unconscious, to let it up and to integrate it and to learn how to cope with it. But that's not necessarily so. That's not necessarily so. And that's why I love this image. For in this image, we see that underneath the unconscious heart is a psycho-spiritual, effective heart, the psycho-spiritual affective heart. 
This is a heart that loves, that we know loves, and we can make a choice to love. In heart work, we learn a way of entering into our psycho-spiritual affective heart. It's a place that loves. It's a place that's deeply aware of, of God and is deeply aware of ourselves. It has great knowledge of God and yet also great knowledge of who we are. So the psycho-spiritual affective heart is deeper than the conscious and unconscious heart, but also is able to choose to affect the conscious heart and the unconscious heart to help integrate those experiences and also to see, to know what comes in, the appearances that come in through our senses with love and wisdom. Beneath the psycho-spiritual affective heart is a contemplative heart. And this is a heart from which we pray deeply. We can pray with deep contemplation. St. Teresa of Avila, in her book Interior Castle, taught us all the different ways in which we journey through the mansions of our heart, from the very first mansion, which is where we learn vocal prayer, to the fourth mansion, where God begins to take initiative, to the seventh mansion, in which we are, one, betrothed to God, that contemplative heart. I love this from the author of The Authentic Love. Underneath the contemplative heart is a never-known heart. The never-known heart is not our unconscious. It's that place where God lives, dwells, acts. It is that place that we have never really known, that we've never touched, that we can never hurt that has never been wounded at the very bottom of our heart, at the deepest, most sacred place, is the virgin point. Thomas Merton, in the book Conjectures of a Guilty Bystander, speaks of the virgin point this way. At the center of our being is a point of pure truth, a point or spark which belongs entirely to God, which is never at our disposal, from which God disposes of our lives, which is inaccessible to the fantasies of our own mind or the brutalities of our own will. This little point of nothingness and of absolute poverty is the pure glory of God in us. It is, so to speak, his name written in us as our poverty, as our indigence, as our dependence, as our sonship. It is like a pure diamond. And before I go on, I want to share with you an experience that Thomas Merton had 
when he was walking in Louisville, um, I think he had gone to a dentist or a doctor and was returning to his monastery. And he was at the corner of, of a street, um, Fifth and Walnut, and there actually is a plaque there um, commemorating this experience. When he looked about him and he saw everybody in that place, in that time, at that moment, filled with light, just radiating light. And from that moment on, he knew, he knew that we were full of light, that everyone is full of God, that in every person is this virgin point. It is like a pure diamond, he wrote, blazing with the invisible light of heaven. It is in everybody. And if we could see it, we would see these billions of points of light coming together in the face and blaze of a sun that would make all the darkness and cruelty of life vanish completely. I have no program for this seeing. It is only given, but the gate of heaven is everywhere. The gate of heaven is everywhere.